Hello, everyone. My name is Manton. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. This is Timetable. I had to run an errand this morning, and I was catching up on some podcasts in the car. And one of them was Release Notes, the podcast from Charles and Joe, who run the Release Notes conference, which I'll be attending in Chicago next week. Can't believe it's next week. I'll be flying out to Chicago next Monday morning pretty early. So I'm really looking forward to that. And on the podcast this week, they talked about an app that is being rejected by Apple for not offering in-app purchase subscriptions in the app, essentially requiring a subscription, a membership from the website, from something external to the app store. And the app itself cannot really be used until you sign in with your credentials that you subscribed and paid for elsewhere. This is something that Apple has kind of gone back and forth on. There's been high profile rejections. There's also been people that have uh, gotten through just fine, which so far is the case for for me and micro.blog. So here's a little bit of their conversation on the podcast about how the app plays by the rules. You know, it doesn't link to the website where you can subscribe, but it was still rejected. Basically, you logged in or you download the app. And when you first opened it, you were presented with a login with your exist account credentials, your username and password. Right. Um, so it's not like they were pushing people to the web for their for their subscription. Apple just decided they wanted the 30% apparently. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a big deal. This could affect a lot of people. And like we were saying, I think it was last week's episode, uh, when we were talking about, uh, you know, limiting risk or whatever. And I said, I'm amazed that Apple lets you get away with this for so long that they have been allowing apps like this, uh, for so long. And this affected you Well, would have affected you with meta tax. If you hadn't recently sunsetted that we'll be talking about that in a future episode, but, um, uh, you know, I could, this will be affecting like Matt and Reese's, um, you know, uh, micro.blog blog. Cause I know he does those descriptions outside of the app, but I don't think there's any way to sign up for micro.blog blog in the app to answer Joe's question about how this affects micro.blog, blog. Yes. Yes, it does. This is really bad. Hopefully it's a fluke. It isn't a widespread problem that will affect other apps, but I have no plans to offer an app purchase in micro.blog. I actually talked about this way back on an early episode of Timetable about how micro.blog isn't an app. It's a platform. It's a service. It's a website. The app is secondary and it doesn't make sense the way I've structured things to require purchase in the app. The app is something you go seek out and download when you already have micro.blog access. You don't discover micro.blog from the app store. It doesn't work that way. It's just too much work to maintain multiple payment systems to track users from in-app purchase and then Stripe. And then who knows, you want PayPal, you want something else completely different. I have done that before in previous apps, having multiple ways to pay. And it is a nightmare for one person with limited resources to handle that because your backend has to know about all those payment systems. There's differences in how you notify people, how people renew, how people are expired from their plans. There's just, it's adds so much complexity. Doesn't seem like it would be a big deal, but it is a really big deal. And already from the Kickstarter, I have a lot of special logic for handling the people that have paid through Kickstarter and giving them free access to micro.blog. I had to do that. I'm glad I did that, but I'm not doing another payment system, I'm not doing in-app purchase in the app, not until micro.blog is big enough to have a whole team where someone could actually work on that and dedicate some time to it. 
And even mentioning that is getting way ahead of myself. So this discussion is also related directly to the next big thing I'm releasing for micro.blog, and that's the Mac app I've been working on. And I've already been asked, you know, is this going to be in the Mac app store? And I wasn't sure. My gut feeling is no, it wasn't going to be in the Mac app store because I want to be able to iterate quickly and just release it directly to customers, especially during the beta, but even when it's the final 1.0 version, 1.1 version. It's just a lot easier to distribute it myself. But I hadn't really made up my mind kind of until listening to this very discussion on release notes. It brought back all the memories of having to deal with the App Store. And yes, I have to deal with the App Store for the iOS app, but on the Mac, I don't. So I don't think I'm going to, at least in the early versions. There won't be a Mac App Store version. And I've already done some work over the last couple days to get the direct download working. I figured out where I'm going to host the files. I figured out the Sparkle integration for notifying users of updates. Basically, all the kind of final touches to get the app in shape where I can actually give it to people, and then they can update to newer versions uh, as I improve the app. I'm really excited about the Mac version. I am not really excited about jumping into the Mac App Store again. I left the Mac App Store years ago for a reason. Not ready to revisit that. So thanks everyone for listening today. Thanks to Release Notes for the good discussion about app subscriptions. I'll link to that episode in the show notes. And of course, if you'd like to subscribe to Timetable, it's at timetable.fm. Bye.